Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. Let me tell you a story about a brilliant writer and director named John Hughes. He recently passed away, but what he left behind will last forever. He directed such classics like The Breakfast Club, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and so forth. He also was a talented writer, writing screenplays for the National Lampoon Vacation movies, Home Alone, Pretty in Pink, and many more. Yes, John Hughes certainly seemed like the voice of a generation. Then Home Alone 2 came around. He wrote it, and it sucked. Then Baby's Day Out came around. He wrote it, and it sucked. Then 101 Dalmatians, Flubber, Just Visiting, Dennis the Menace, that shitty-ass Miracle on 34th Street remake, all written by him! What happened? He was like the voice, and then he got lost to the slapstick-inspired shit. Or slap shit, as I like to call it. But none of them are as bad as the crowning achievement of horror that is simply known as Home Alone 3. This is a film where even if you saw the previews, you felt dirty. How could such a great writer stoop to such an insulting, demeaning, and absolutely unentertaining love? Well, let's see if we can figure it out. This is Home Alone 3. So the movie starts with the typical Home Alone music, followed by the typical Home Alone credits, taking place in the typical Home Alone setting. Hong Kong! Literally, the first minute completely misses the idea of the franchise. Ten million dollars for the missile chip. Sounds like your clients want to build a missile that can't be detected by radar. Whoever possesses this chip could dominate the entire region. What is this, Die Hard 5? What does this have to do with Home Alone? <clears throat> That's what you asked for. Air Force NSB 100 C-Series. Where's my money? Seriously, how did we go from a kid being left at a house to weapons espionage? That's a pretty big fucking leap! Here, hide it in the toy car. We'll slip it right past airport security. Oh great, you know, it's because of bungholes like you that we have to take our shoes off at the checkpoint. But unfortunately, the bag gets switched with some lady, and the spies panic in order to find it. She's leaving. So they get the number of the cab through their glove cam as they pin down the area where the woman was dropped off. And seeing how it's a John Hughes movie, my guess is it's in a Chicago suburb where everybody is rich, quirky, and white. Oh, what a shock! All done, Mr. Sus. You were supposed to deal with the snow promptly, weren't you? Yes, but... Butts are for ashtrays. I don't care for excuses. We had an understanding, and you broke it. Your word is worthless. Sorry, that will be no charge, Mrs. Hess. So you can tell the neighborhood I stiffed you on a snow removal job. Sheesh, this woman's as compassionate as a punch to my ball sack. Consider this your payment. I have no use for the silly thing. Thank you. This little boy is Alex, not Kevin. Alex! He doesn't even know Kevin. That's because Kevin's not in this movie. None of the original characters are in this movie. This is because nothing about this movie has anything to do with Home Alone, despite the fact that it carries the name Home Alone. So, why does it carry the name Home Alone? Because it's a goddamn horrible movie! So it turns out Alex has the chicken pox, which means he has to stay home from school. Hey look, Scarlett Johansson's his sister. I already made a Lost in Translation joke in North, so let's move on. As Alex stays at home, he starts looking through a telescope at Mrs. Hess's house with his pet rat, Doris. Look, Doris. You know, 
I'm actually trying to envision the great John Hughes writing scenes like that. And then the mouse looks through the telescope and sees a cat. It's just a cat on the TV screen, but nevertheless, he gets scared. <laughs> John Hughes, you've done it again. <laughs> Where's my whiskey? So the spies rent a house on the street, as they know the old woman lives on the road, but they don't know which house. And wouldn't you know it, both parents have to leave the house, as the father always goes on business trips, and the mother has to make a last-minute presentation at her job. I'll be gone an hour at the very most. I called Mrs. Hess and told her you'll be alone. She said if anything comes up, she'll be right over. Wait a minute, why doesn't she just have Mrs. Hess watch him? Your kid is sick and all alone! Who cares if she's a bitch? She's still a babysitter, you whore! Alright, well, despite that obvious leap in stupidity, Alex continues to look for his telescope. through his telescope, he comes across the spy sneaking into one of the houses. Like a reasonably smart kid, he calls 911, but the spies escape before the cops can see him. Freeze! Nah, 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 that's too dark, that's too dark. That was the old John Hughes. This is the new quirky, lighthearted John Hughes. Let's see, let's see. Oh, I know! The dog actually freezes in place. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> Where's my Epson? So both the mother and the cops think Alex made up what he saw and don't look into it any further. But wouldn't you know it, the spies break into another house the next day. Well, that's okay though, because we know that the parents stayed home this time. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. They left again? What kind of parents are these? Do they leave their fucking medicine in the toy chest as well? So, once again, he calls the cops, the spies get away, and nobody believes him. I saw a burglar yesterday, and I saw a burglar today. There was no one in that house. But there was some thing on the wing. So he figures it's time to take matters into his own hands. First the Steffens, then Mrs. House. I agree, Doris. The next stop is the Alcott's house. What kind of a burglar goes into a house and doesn't take anything? Do you know what I think? I think they're looking for something special. And they're looking in everybody's house because they don't know who has it. Yes, it appears we'll need more than elementary in this matter. Doris, fetch me my violin! So Alex gets a video camera and some duct tape as the parents leave them for a third time! Alright, this is comical now. I mean really comical. Remember what a big deal it was in the first film when they left him behind? How could we do this? We forgot him. Just horrible. What kind of mother am I? And now it's just like, Have fun while I'm gone, son! Be sure to stay away from the rat poison I keep under your pillow! So with a camera, duct tape, and a few wires, Alex manages to get his own wireless security network. The five-year-old now has a portable wireless security network. The realism in this movie just fucking astounds me. So he sneaks his camera into the next house that the spies are looking through. Yeah, thank God none of the houses have babies, toddlers, or stay-at-home parents. Sort of lucked out on that front. But one of the spies finds the car as Alex tries to think of a plan to distract them. Bring, bring. Uh, hello, this is Karen. Hi, how's it going? Hey, I think folks are overvalued. And then, 
trains the parent. <laughs> he trains the parent to record a fake message on the answering machine. <laughs> But that plan seems to backfire as the spies get the car and examine the video recorder on top. It's a video camera. Someone's on to us. Wait, now, now just hear me out. What if it's a five-year-old boy who wired a security system in his own house? Oh, come on. That's something John Hughes would come up with if he was on Quaaludes. Did I really just write that? Where's the Quaaludes? So even though they get the tape, Alex drives the car away with the chip inside. They partake in a little chase, we have ourselves a little slapstick, yuck yuck. As Alex discovers the chip inside the car, again to his credit, he reports it to a member of the military, and even though they don't believe him, he gives them the number on the chip. But the bad guys find out where Alex lives as, now prepare yourself, the parents leave again! I don't even care anymore. If you want your kid to be milk carton of the week, that's your problem. This time, however, they do ask Mrs. Hess to watch him, but only after they left. Which is still pretty damn stupid, especially considering how the bad guys find her and tape her to a chair. Parents of the year, or morons? Morons. So of course it's up to our friggin' boy genius to save the day. First he tries to trick the woman by controlling the dog with a dog whistle. He doesn't have a dog, but he has a dog whistle. Uh, I'm sure he just buys cat food for fun too. I repeat, there is no movement inside. Permission to enter. The other spies tried to get through the back, but of course he has traps for them too. Actually, that's the second John Hughes farting joke I've seen in a week. The other one being in Flubber. Why is he all about the strange things coming out of people's butts? I, I, I just think we're having an off day. Hunger? It's not like I can just walk away from the water. That will coincide with my phobia of not walking away from the water. Oh, damn, my extremely odd and unbelievably rare neuroses. So yeah, we get the traps just like in the other two movies, but these traps are like really friggin' precise. Like he has to know exactly what spot they're gonna be on and not be a centimeter off. <gasps> gotcha! And look at this, he cuts holes in the house. How the hell did he do that? Did he call Ace Hardware to set these up? Ouch. Watch this scene. It's not even funny. It's like something out of a horror movie. <laughs> Jesus. And of course, we have pratfall after pratfall after pratfall. Believe it or not, the mother actually calls in the middle of all this, and Alex says that everything is fine! Honey, you're all out of breath. Is something wrong? No, no, everything's fine. Oh yeah, just fighting for terrorists and fleeing for my life. But don't worry, you have deadlines to meet. 
But it turns out the number on the chip got to higher authorities as they pull Alex's mother and his siblings aside for questioning. It's Alex. This is my, my other son. Why what's happened? He may be in danger. Maybe I shouldn't have left him alone 18 times. He's not here. He's at home. Well, let's move. Why is he in danger? We think he intercepted a top-secret electronic device stolen from a Defense Department contractor by a group of international criminals working for a North Korean terrorist organization. <laughs> Period. Meanwhile, the mayhem continues at home. Say, you ever notice that these secret agents suck? Recognize this? How did he get outside? The same way you're gonna get outside. Oh. <laughs> Is it me or did he turn to Christopher Walken there? Oh. I don't know. So without giving too much away, oh, who the fuck cares? They scream and get hurt. Surprise! <laughs> So he frees Mrs. Hess as the cops finally arrive and take the spies away. Oh, Alex. I'm so sorry. Oh, for what? Every possible thing a parent can do wrong? Seven years have been after this guy. He always manages to slip away. And now a five-year-old catches him. This is the worst day of my life. Thanks. Wait a minute, there's still one more spy on the loose! But it's okay, a parrot operating a toy car, lighting a match, and setting off a series of explosions has it totally under control. Dr. fucking Doolittle couldn't get an animal to do all that! So after all is said and done, what does the film finally end on? The father giving his son a race car as a gift. Oh, the irony! Oh, the irony! Take it. My career!